Indeed, we thank Allah. We thank Allah for gathering us in his house in a special month. Alhamdulillah, we're in the month of Ramadan, the month of the Quran. Over the years, we've seen that the Quran has been recited to us often in this month. And we pray and hope that our hearts have been guided and moved by this recitation that we've received over the years. And we hope that it has illuminated our hearts because regarding the Quran, Allah says, Say, for those who have faith, this Quran is a guidance and a healing. Listening to the Quran should have consequences. After all, Allah said in the Quran, had this Quran been revealed on a mountain, you would have seen it crumble and tremble out of the fear of God. Note that mountains are in full submission to Allah's will. If our hearts are not moved by the book of Allah, then our hearts harder than mountains? And if the Quran doesn't move our hearts, we should ask ourselves why? Is it because you don't understand what is being recited? And if that's the case, are you happy to remain in that state? If I were to take you to a perfume shop, and I told you, stand outside, let me smell all of these beautiful fragrances, and I'll come outside and tell you how it tastes, none of you would accept that. You'd say, I want to smell it myself. Yet, we accept listening to the words of Allah through the medium of another translator, rather than accessing it with our own hearts directly through understanding what is being said. Allah reminds us of the consequences of our hearts not being moved by his book when he said in Surah Al-Hadid, Alam Allah said, has the time not come yet for those who are faith that their hearts should be moved and humbled for Allah's remembrance and to the truth that has come down to them and not to be like those who were given the book before them. Time took its toll on them, so their hearts were hardened, and many of them are transgressors. Ibn Mas'ud, he said that they had only been Muslim for four years when this verse was revealed. So what should the consequence of listening to Allah's verses be? What should it be followed by? It should lead to humble hearts, trembling hearts, wet eyes, and then what? It should lead to one yearning to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the first step here is in purification. Allah says in the Quran, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ 
يتلو عليهم رسولا من أنفسهم يتلو عليهم آياته ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وإن كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال مبين Allah said, Allah had certainly favored the faithful when he raised amongst them an apostle from amongst themselves to recite to them his signs, to purify them, to teach them the book and wisdom. And earlier they had been in manifest error. The Prophet came to recite Allah's signs to us and signs by definition point to something. And the signs of Allah directs you to Allah. And as such, the first step towards that is purification. And it is to return to Allah. Tawbah. We all need to return to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is inviting us back. Allah says, Wallahu yad'u ila salam. Allah is inviting to the abode of peace. This is an invitation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever we're invited, if you get an invitation through the door, or if it's sent to you in a message, the first question you ask is, who is the person inviting you? If it's someone important, you take note. If it's someone dear to you, you take note. This invitation is by the Lord of the world. He's inviting us to the abode of peace. Isn't it time that our hearts are moved by your Lord's invitation to him? Do we want to, this feel-good factor that we experience in a month where we dedicate our times and a lot of time to worship, do you want that to disappear after this month? So we will all return to Allah, whether we like it or not, consciously or eventually, willingly or unwillingly. And one of the conscious ways of returning to Allah is Tawbah. And for Tawbah, it requires three steps. The first step is Anadamu ala mafat, is to recognize that when you have made mistakes, that you have made mistakes and show regret regarding every single mistake that you've done in the past. It's the pain in the heart when you recognize how much you could have achieved with the free time you were given, but you wasted that time pursuing things that will have no relevance in the hereafter. And this pain, it shows that you recognize that Allah has a right over you and you should have acted in a way which you didn't. That pain alone, some say it is enough as repentance. But that's step one out of step three, out of three steps. The second step is that you seek forgiveness, al-istighfar. When you seek forgiveness, you are knocking at a door because you know that there is someone there that would answer. No one seeks forgiveness except that they have complete faith in God. Seeking forgiveness is an act, is an expression of iman that you know that you have a Lord that forgives all sins. Who else forgives sins if not Allah? Seeking forgiveness 
is you putting your trust in Allah and knocking at his door and responding to his call. What do you think he'll do when you do that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala named himself Al-Ghafir, the oft-forgiven, Al-Ghafur, the extremely forgiven, Al-Ghaffar, the extremely, extremely forgiven. If he's given himself all of these names, right? Why don't you knock and realize these names and taste the meanings of what it means to have all your previous sins erased? This is what Allah is calling to. And this month is one of the perfect times that we return to Allah. And once you've done this second step, the third step is to make al-azmu ala adam al-awdah, is to make a firm resolution that you will not go back to your previous sins. And I'll tell you a secret in this. When you make this firm resolution, don't rely on yourself to fulfill it. Rely totally on Allah's help to help you. Don't say, I will do this, this, this. Say, Ya Rabb, help me in being firm. Keep me consistent in your worship. Do not let me loose to the shayateen. Do not leave me alone to my own ego and not to any of your creatures for even a moment. Rely on Allah when you make this resolution not to go back to whatever it is that you did. And if you do these three things, Allah will forgive. If you have taken the rights of others, return it. In completing these steps, the servant knocks at the door of Allah, knowing that he has a merciful Lord, knowing that nobody comes to his door and gets thrown away and expelled. When the servant does this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. Allah says, O you who believe, turn to Allah with sincere repentance. Turn to Allah with sincere repentance. Asa Rabbukumu ayyu kaffira ankum sayyatikum wa yudkhilakum jannat. It may be that if you do this, that Allah would erase and eradicate all of your wrongdoings, all of your sins. And not only will He erase them, He would cause you to enter paradise. Gardens underneath which rivers flow. And in this reminder, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us back to Him, telling us that if we repent to Him sincerely, we will definitely find Him. In another verse in the Quran, in Surah An-Nisa, Allah says, وَمَن يَعْمَلْ سُوءًا أَوْ يَظْلِمْ نَفْسَهُ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهَ يَجِدِ اللَّهَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Whoever does an evil action or oppresses themselves and then asks Allah for forgiveness, they will definitely find Allah extremely forgiven and extremely merciful. This verse is a conditional sentence. 
Whoever fulfills the condition will definitely find the result. And Allah never breaks His promise. Sometimes we think our sins are too much or we've wasted 30, 40 years in living a life that Allah is not pleased with or 50, 60 years. And shaitan says, you, no chance for you, right? For those slaves, Allah says in the Quran, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, O oh my servants who have transgressed against themselves, who have gone to excesses, despair not of the mercy of Allah. Don't ever consider yourself as too far to be admitted into Allah's mercy. Indeed, Allah forgives every single sin. Indeed, he is the extremely forgiven and extremely merciful. One of the things that really moves me about this verse is consider the audience. Who is Allah addressing here? The people who have done the worst of the worst according to Allah. Asrafu. Israf is to go to extremes. Allah, how does Allah call them? He says, Ya ibadi. We know that something's worth. He calls them my servant. We know that something's worth is based on who owns it. We honor this place we're in because it's the house of Allah. We honor the Quran because it's the book of Allah. These people that commit all these sins, Allah referred them as ibadi, my servants. What an intimate way to call someone who you've just referred to as someone who's done the worst. Allah says, Ya ibadi, my servants, don't ever lose hope in Allah's mercy. And if you repent regularly, if you find yourself that you keep going back, never stop repenting. Never stop going back to Allah. Because Allah's mercy is more vast and it supersedes whatever it is you might be doing or you might have done. If, you remit, if you're someone that repents regularly, then you enter into the group of the people that Allah loves. Because in the Quran, Allah says, Allah loves those who regularly turn to Him. The month of the Quran is an excellent time to respond to Allah's call. Allah's call is for us to return to Him consciously. For those of us, for those of you that are blessed with keeping away from sins that others can see, where you're not someone committing major sins or you're not committing open sins, this call is also for sins that nobody else but Allah sees. This call is also to repent from sins that only Allah knows. Sins that are equally as destructive, if not more destructive, like envy. That's in your heart. Like the love for the dunya, right? Like arrogance. 
like thinking you are better than others, like ujub, ostentatiousness, like showing off. All of these sins Allah sees. This is the month to introspectively say to yourself, I'm done. I'm ready to live a life for Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to turn to Him. And in turning to Him, we should seek His help and ask for His help in being able to turn to Him. Sheikh Muhammad Bailo, the son of Uthman al Fodio, in some of the lines of poetry, he said, Ya farihan fil ma'asi inda shahwatiha, ama alimta bi anna shahid Allahu, inna dhunuba leti koddamtaha kutibat. إن كنت ناسيها لم ينسها الله إلى متى أنت في لهو وفي لعب فما اعتذارك فيما يعلم الله فما مقالك والأسرار ظاهرة والنار بارزة والحاكم الله تب يا ابن آدم أنت اليوم في محل استغفر الله إن الغافر الله he said all the one who rejoices at their sin at the point of committing those sins. Do you not know that the witness to all of these is Allah? Indeed, the sins that you've committed, they've been written by the angels. If you have forgotten them, Allah hasn't forgotten them. Until when will you continue in this life of play and folly? What's your excuse regarding everything that Allah knows about you? What speech will you give on the day where secrets are laid bare and the hellfire is brought near and Allah is the judge? So repent, O son of Adam, now because you're in the perfect place for it. Ask for forgiveness from Allah. Indeed, Allah is the forgiven. And Ibn Atha'illah, he said, whoever considers it strange for Allah to rescue him from his lust and bring him out of his heedlessness denies the divine power of Allah. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And Allah is fully capable of doing all things. We've seen what Allah has done with the best of nations, the companions of the Prophet. After they repented and turned completely to him, Allah is still the same Lord that we worship, and his power has not diminished or waned. Finally, let us renew our focus this month. Let us reset our hearts. Let us turn it to Allah. And in doing this, let us focus on Allah and Allah alone. Not on your actions, but on Allah. Because actions are a means to an end, and Allah is the final end. وَأَنَّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ الْمُنْتَهَىٰ And to your Lord is the final destination. Ramadan is meant to imbibe in us taqwa, God consciousness. And taqwa is having adab with Allah, is doing everything He's asked us to do and running away from everything He's asked us to keep away from. And in all of this, Allah is the goal. Allah is the destination. And to Allah, is the final destination. Wallahu khayrun wa abqa. And Allah is better and far lasting. 
May Allah allow us to spend what is left in Ramadan with hearts that are committed to Him, with hearts that are completely turned to Him. And may He purify our hearts with His gentleness, with His love, and with His mercy. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم